Welcome to Texans Talk. I'm Josh McSwain here with my co-host AJ Torres. Got a little bit of a different topic for you today. We're going to be doing a Houston sports Mount Rushmore. Who's going to make the cut as most illustrious four athletes in Houston sports history? Now, AJ has set up a bit of a special condition that JJ Watt was exempt because he is in a tier beyond everyone else in his own dimension when you think of houston athletes the first guy you most likely think of is jj watt and the reason why i exempted jj watt from this is because if you look at the marketing if you look at what he has done as a whole i put jj watt as a god of houston and that is why i exempted him from this list now, there are some honorable mentions in here that definitely need to show some light. So I think uh, before we go to our uh, top four of who we put in our Mount Rushmore, uh, who would you like to put in first as an honorable mention? Well, this guy is another Texan that didn't quite make the cut. Going with Andre Johnson. Ooh. Yes, guy was third overall pick in the 2003 draft. Came in in the Derek Carr era. Still did well despite lackluster quarterback play. Then Schaub came in, and for a time, Johnson was arguably the best receiver in the NFL. He eventually moved on, but he is in the Texans' ring of honor. It was tough to leave him off, but I think the guys that we have above him well, I shouldn't say guys, because they're not all men. Hint, hint. That should tell you something. But yes, Johnson gets my first honorable mention. You want to go with your first honorable mention? Now, you know I'm a big baseball guy. I do uh, the, the uh, podcast calling strikes. The honorable mention I have here is Jeff Bagwell. If you didn't know the story... This was a trade uh, from the Boston Red Sox. And this is a guy that ended up being inducted in the Hall of Fame just a couple of years ago. When you think of all the guys that have played for the Houston Astros, he's definitely up there. The only reason why I actually have him as an honorable mention not on the list, hint, hint, is because there are some steroid allegations. Although in his defense in an interview in his induction ceremony, he just said, I just took whatever showed at my uh, doorstep, just like everybody else. Now, whether that is uh, factual or where if that's just uh, speculation, I have a lot of uh, respect for Jeff Bagwell. His stance is something that uh, I think was definitely very memorable, except I got one guy that tops him. But yes, Jeff Bagwell, when you think of the home runs, when you think of just those years before they uh, moved to uh, the American League, it was definitely something. Yeah, and so the dude had next? the most memorable batting stance I can remember. Yes, the, the low, very crouched, uh, knees very bent. I have no idea how that was comfortable, but uh, it was definitely one of the most memorable Baden stances uh, back then. Uh, the only one I could think of that was very more memorable was uh, Gary Sheffield. Bagwell looked like he was sitting in an invisible chair. 
was mind boggling. <laughs> yes. I mean, you had the exact opposite with Craig Council. I remember him too. Looked like he was stretching to get a can of pickles off the highest shelf in the pantry or something like that. <laughs> so your next honorable mention is, I think this one's a very important one. Yep. People might scoff at this one, but my next honorable mention is Cheryl Swoops. Yeah, I know, WNBA, har, har. But you look at the sheer dominance that Cheryl Swoops had uh, as a member of the Houston Comets. It's very dominant. I mean, no other way to put it. She was a four-time champion from 97 through 2000, six-time All-Star, five-time first-team member, was named one of the top 15 WNBA players of all time in 2011. I mean, she was definitely one of the players that defined the opening of the WNBA and the days with her and Lisa Leslie competing. It seemed like the league was actually somewhat relevant. Now it is, well, not. I think that was a good way. And uh, did she have uh, did she have a kid during her playing days or after? I think that her child was born right before she started. Also, keep in mind, she won three gold medals with the U.S. Olympic team, a couple golds in World Cup, one at the Goodwill Games. But yeah, her son was born 97. I guess that would have been around the time she started playing. And that's actually quite the accomplishment because everyone says like, all your, you know, your body changes and you're never the same again. This is a mom doing great things. And she ended up having a very memorable career that I think goes unappreciated. Definitely. I mean, she's far from the only WNBA player to be a mother, though. Oh, yes. Correct. Correct. But yeah, I mean, look at all she accomplished. She definitely deserves to be shouted out. I agree. And this one comes to uh, the last honorable mention we have here. Now, the only reason why this, uh, there's somebody else, a very memorable uh, that takes his spot, of course. But when you think of uh, somebody here, uh, the way he got in was via trade. Uh, there is going to be uh, a new rule implemented in the NBA because of the way he shoots and tries to draw the foul. And even though he ended up leaving the city of Houston on a sour note, there were many dominant years where he put up bucket after bucket after bucket. And when you hear his name on the court and in the media, just known as the beard, you know who that is. His name is is James Harden. Yep. Certainly electrified crowds for a long time. And I think still more to come. Do I think his game has changed in Brooklyn? Yes. Do I think that there's been times where his outside activities and him holding out of Houston is what holds him off the list? Yes, I do. But again, even if that was the case, uh, the guys we have on this uh, Rock Rushmore here, I mean, it's one of those where you kind of have to go, hmm, who are you taking out? 
So Indeed. who would you like who would you like to go first on this one? Yeah, it's a good question. We had a really interesting discussion figuring out who to put on we had here. a tough time, yeah. But I'll go with the guy who really embodied football in the state of Texas for a long time back in the 70s, and that would be none other than Earl Campbell. He was a Heisman Trophy winner at the University of Texas. Then he went to the Oilers in 78. Was there for seven years. He was the most valuable player in the NFL in 79. Won three straight Offensive Player of the Year awards. Rookie of the Year, three-time first-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler. Led the league in rushing three times. His career was a little short, though, as he only finished with 9,407 yards, but did score 74 rushing touchdowns and was a member of the decade, all-decade team in the 70s and the NFL 100th anniversary team. Yep, Earl Campbell. All right. So next we got... This is the guy who I said, you know what? I got to put him up above Jeff Bagwell. He is a first generational player. I say this because I have high hopes for his son. This is a Hall of Famer, a seven-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove, and at second base is what you remember him for. I remember him as number seven, the five-time Silver Slugger, this is Craig Biggio. On his resume, we have a career 65.4 war, over 3,000 hits, 291 home runs, very high, I think, for a second baseman, a career 281 bad and average. For the where he batted in the lineup, Bidge had 100, I'm sorry, 1,175 RBIs, 414 stolen bases, 1,844 runs scored a career on base percentage of 363. Now you might look at some of the numbers and go, eh, you know, but at the end of the day, just remember this. Even though this guy is from the Northeast, he's from the, you know, went to school in South Orange, New Jersey, went to Kings Park, uh, New York High School. For somebody that's from the Tri-State, he made a lot of Houstonians proud because if you look at him being faithful to one team, if you look at how consistently good he was, including one year where he had 210 hits, which is unheard of, and I don't think will ever be done again, you have to be proud and you have to put on this list. Was played in them in the majors from age 22 all the way to age 41 season. That's 1988 to 2007. That is 20 solid years. And hats off to Craig Biggio. Lock it in. Yes, indeed. Our next one might be a little unexpected, but I think you have to give this individual some due here. Talking about Simone Biles. 
resides in Spring, Texas, right outside of Houston. And I know the U.S. has churned out some really good gymnasts before, but she takes the cake amongst all of them. The way she performed in Rio de Janeiro at the Olympics was just crazy. Won four golds at that event with the team, the all-around, the vault, and the floor exercise, bronze medal on the balance beam. But her world championships record, she has 19 gold medals from those starting in 2013 in Antwerp and then later 14, 15, 18, 2019. Obviously, there's been other notable athletes like Michaela Maroney who've done well as U.S. gymnasts, but I think we all agree that Simone is one of the most dominant gymnasts of all time. And got to look at all sports, not just the team sports when conducting this list. So, yeah, put Biles up there. She's in a lot of national advertisements. And one thing to put in to play here is that if you look at the best American Olympian of all time, it's Michael Phelps, hands down, it shouldn't be debatable. If anyone wants to debate that subject, it will be a horrible take. The other one, I mean, who do you put as number two? I think you got to throw Simone Biles into the conversation as the number two best American Olympian as far as the stretch of her career. And even when a lot of people are saying gymnasts stop at this age, the thing is about Simone Biles is even though uh, as she gets older and it's just a part of sports where we talk age as in look at all the miles that somebody has put in her body. But if you look at the way that she's conditioned, the way that she's stayed in shape, she has proven a lot of people wrong and we don't see any pace of her slowing down as far as American gymnasts go conversation and why she is on this rock Rushmore. Yes. And Keep in mind, she's only 24 years old, but yeah, gymnasts, their careers are not very long. It's just the way it is, but let's not forget about another Olympian with Houston ties, Carl Lewis, great track player, also has ties to Houston, had a great 84 Olympics, I'll just throw him in there shameless plug but anyways our fourth name this one on the basketball court again we all knew this one was coming take it away (laughs) ah man this guy is hakeem and i always butcher this name elijah Wan. yes I always butcher it, but if you just look at what he has done for Houston, and I I mean, again, 17 seasons and have an 18-year career, that's because the Toronto Raptors won something marketable. If you just look at what he has done over the stretch of his career, like effective field goal percentage for his career is uh, 51.3. Uh, really a defensive rebound uh, machine as well. 
you kind of look at his uh, average, like uh, it sticks out to me that sometimes he's averaging closer more than four blocks a game. Just overall an amazing player. And even some years where he played all 82 games. So Hakeem makes the list and one of the best centers uh, people remember in recent memory. Yep. The dream starred both at the university of Houston and then with the rockets later on. So there's no question he's got to be up there. Other guys I could think of just real quick that came to mind that were both star athletes at UH were Andre Ware who won the Heisman and then Clyde Drexler. But yeah, they just, for their accomplishments, couldn't get over the other names we have up here. Lots of uh. great athletes, but yeah, like we said, there can only be four and we're rolling with the Dream, Simone, Earl Campbell, and Craig Biggio. And if you had to fight any one of those, again, who are you taking out? I mean, the players we've also mentioned in our honorable mentions could have some solid cases, but... And I mean, again, yeah, we labeled J.J. Watt as the god of Houston because if you look at what he's done for that city, I don't think anyone could replicate close to what he's done. And it's also one of those things where it seems like everybody knows him and everybody loves him. That's another reason why I exempted him from this list was because that was that would be kind of easy. It's like left to right. Okay, he's George Washington. Moving on. Right? Yeah, that seems fair. So, any final thoughts here? No, I think that wraps it up. And hopefully we could get some other honorable mentions that are even in the conversations of this list as well. Like, uh, for instance, uh, some people would probably bring up an R Rockets uh, name. I'm not sure who that would be. If there's an R Astros player, they'll make that list of who could overthrow that. I don't know. I mean, I don't think uh, Yao Ming is going to make this list, although, uh, again, uh, another guy who I think was iconic for the 2000s. I think it's a solid list, all in all. I do, too. Well, there you have it, folks. There is our Mount Rushmore of Houston athletes and the Texans that don't quite make it for differing reasons so check us out on twitter at texans talk pod and if you have any other suggestions on what athletes deserve some recognition leave them here therefore on behalf of aj torres i'm josh mcswain thank you for listening we'll see you next time